Welcome to a Healthy Soul Podcast. My name is Crystal and I'm a functional nutrition coach and an autoimmune warrior. On this podcast, I'll be covering different ways to help you create a quality life and a healthy soul. Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Healthy Soul. For today's topic, I just want to start off by asking, do you ever feel like you just can't put your finger on what you're doing wrong when it comes to your health and your nutrition? Um, You know, you just feel like you're getting a good amount of exercise, your diet and your nutrition is pretty good, yet you still feel extra tired or maybe you're still struggling with some symptoms of inflammation. You know, maybe there's just some extra weight that you're trying to get rid of that you can't figure out exactly why you're still struggling to get rid of it. I feel like anyone who started their health journey at any point um, has either already run into this or will run into this at some point. You know, you reach a point where you just can't quite figure out what's going wrong. So today I wanted to share with you one of my go-tos for troubleshooting when I feel like I just can't figure out what's going on with me or one of my coaching clients is struggling to figure it out. And uh, I'll share with you my tool, but also why I find it helpful. You know, periodically I find myself in a position where just that, right? Like I can't figure out what's going on. You know, being a nutrition coach, I feel like I'm pretty on top of my game when it comes to my health. You know, however life happens, right? Like we get busy, we change up our schedules, we fall into new habits or routines, we switch things up. Sometimes our activity level changes and we need to make adjustments. Um, You know, there's tons and tons of different reasons as to why you might need to kind of do a little troubleshooting. Um, You know, and everything is constantly changing around us. So it's important to have a way to evaluate and to measure what's going on in our lives. And how I like to do this is a food journal. Now, I know this isn't a popular thing to do. You know, none of us like to have to fully address the monsters in the closet. Also, I understand that sometimes it can be kind of tedious to have to track your meals and everything you eat throughout the day, as well as your water and your workouts, etc., etc. However, hear me out. Things that are measured can be improved. When we know what's getting in our way, we can fix it. You know? So by doing a food journal, you can now see what these things are that might be getting in your way. You know, sometimes we just don't realize how much of an effect that afternoon latte is having on us. You know, sometimes we don't realize that these small little snacks that we have throughout the day could be causing us a ton of inflammation and causing us a ton of fatigue. It can be really easy to look past a lot of these things as we're just going through our day-to-day lives and just going through the motions. But when we keep track of them, and we realize how much of these things are in our day-to-day lives, it can be really eye-opening as to where we need to make those changes. So before I tell you how I go about tracking my stuff, uh, I first want to start off with some tips 
on how to do it successfully. The first thing that is really important when it comes to your food journal is to be honest. Write down anything and everything that you eat in a day. Even if it's one little chocolate chip or one little sprinkle, I want you to write it down. A lot of times I find that it's not really the major meals that are getting in the way. It's the little things throughout the day that have an impact on our health. So just make sure you're writing everything down and make sure you're being honest. You know, like how much of that did you really eat? A lot of times it's really easy to think to ourselves like, oh, that that didn't count. It was just a little bit of that. But I just have to ask, like, what's it counting against or for in your mind? You know, what, like, what does it count as? For me, food is information for our bodies. So anything that I'm putting in my mouth is giving my body information to do something. Whether it's causing it inflammation or it's benefiting it in some way, shape, or form. You know, any way you slice it, that piece of food is telling our body to do something. So for it to not count (laughs) doesn't make sense to me. You know, um, so make sure you're being honest. You know, write down everything you had, even if it's something you're not feeling proud of. Um, You know, that's not the point of having the food journal. And the point of the food journal is to record what's going on so that way we can recognize what's happening, see what's getting in our way. So the more that you're just honest and write everything down as it is what it is, just do it that way, your results will be better. Uh, The second tip that I have is to just kind of piggyback off that last thing, you know, just try and look at it with a neutral perspective while you're writing it. It can be really easy to put judgment on ourselves, to feel guilty or bad about the things that we're writing down. But again, that's not the point of the exercise. The point of the exercise is to find out how we can help ourselves, you know, not to make ourselves feel bad. This exercise is supposed to do the opposite, if anything. So, you know, if, you've, if you're writing something down and you're starting to notice a feeling of guilt or maybe feeling kind of bad about it, I want you to just take a moment and recognize that this just might be kind of a sign that this might be something that's getting in our way. You know, not that you should feel guilty about it, you know, but maybe, you, maybe you're finding that source. Maybe you're finding the source of the problem. You know, switch your perspective on how you look at these foods that you're eating. And instead of labeling them as good or bad, you know, just look at them as foods that don't serve you. And that's okay. You know, we all have food sensitivities in some way, shape, or form. You know, some of them are more consistent across everybody's bodies and some of them are not, you know. Uh, I personally... I'm deathly allergic to peanuts. I'm allergic to tree nuts. And I have a food sensitivity to gluten and dairy and even random things like asparagus. I am a, I'm a terrible guest to have over for dinner because I have so many dietary restrictions. It's a little, a little ridiculous. But, you know, I, I don't beat myself up about these foods. They're just foods that don't work for my system. So I can't eat them. You know, and... 
I've even found that there's times that I'm eating something that I'm just completely unaware has one of these things in it. And so it's good for me to be able to write these things down and do some investigating. You know, so don't look at this food journal as a way of beating yourself up. Treat it as just a way to investigate uh, what is serving you and, and what's not. Uh, the second, or second, the third tip that I have when it comes to getting the best results from our food journal is don't change anything yet. We want to know what's getting in the way. You know, we want to know what's causing us to struggle with whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish, you know? And if we change everything right as we're trying to figure it out, you're not going to figure out those little things that are causing you the problem. And oftentimes those little things that are causing us problems are just these little habits that we've created that will continue to sneak up on us, especially if we aren't making ourselves fully aware of them. You know, so when you do a food, food journal, if you decide that same week that you're going to switch to vegetarian or keto and that's not something you normally do, you're not going to find those little habits that are sneaking into your life and causing you problems because you just switched everything up. And when you switch everything up, now you have a new focus. Now you're paying attention a little bit more. You're a little more aware of what's coming in and out of your body because you have to be. And you haven't given yourself a chance to even uh, fall back into those little habits yet. And so they'll, again, at some point, they'll sneak back up on you. So it might not be that you need to just fully switch your diet um, to vegetarian or keto. Maybe you just need to get rid of those little habits. So once you decide that you're doing a food journal, just for that week, I want you to stay consistent with what you've been doing and just record everything as is. It's going to help you figure out where those sneaky little things are and how to get them taken care of. And then my final tip is to try and do this like once a quarter. You know, I find that the more often I do it, the more consistent I am with my goals and with my nutrition. Um, however, there is balance. You know, I, I say once a quarter because honestly, if I had to do a food journal every week or every day or even every month, I would go insane because I don't have time to be tracking all this all the time. But periodically, you know, it's good for me to check in and see everything that I'm doing and making sure I'm staying on track with my goals because my goals personally are just to keep inflammation out of my system. You know, having my autoimmune disease, that's the biggest thing for me. And so every once in a while, I'll start those little habits. I'll start sneaking their way back in and I want to catch them early if I can. So um, I like to check in and do it, do it at least once a quarter. You know, and then I'm able also just to see that if I'm experiencing any issues, you know, and maybe it's due to a food sensitivity that I'm just not aware of yet. You know, maybe I need to do some exploring. You know, if I find that, uh, you know, I'm eating a diet pretty consistently, I'm doing good, but yet my stomach is hurting like every day at three o'clock, I now need to look, okay, what am I eating for lunch every day? What's causing me this problem? You know, food journals are a really great way to do this. And like I said, it's a great way to stay on track and stay consistent with your nutrition. So definitely do it just, you know, periodically, once a quarter, just kind of check in with yourself and see how things are going.
So what I do to keep track of how I do or keep track of when I do it and you know all the stuff, um, there are apps that you can use to track your food. Uh, like my fitness pal things like that and some people really like those uh, but I personally am a pencil paper kind of gal so I actually have a section in my planner once a quarter that I will track this stuff in I track for an entire week you know, Monday through Sunday because uh, weekends you know weekends need to be in there as well it's when we tend to be a little more lax um, but yes, I'll track it for an entire week and I will write down everything. I try to write it down when I eat it. I find that that's the most helpful. Uh, that way I don't forget anything. But if you run out of time or if you're super busy that day, at least track everything at the end of the day. Try and remember everything, get it written down. Um, I'll track everything that I've eaten that day. I track my water that I consumed for that day. And I also track my exercises. Uh, this part is important because I need to make sure that I'm eating enough food to support my workouts that I'm doing. You know, it's just easier for me to see uh, if, if I am, if they're sitting next to each other. You know, I'm not having to flip between pages or anything. I can just look and see like, oh, okay, I did a huge workout that day and I ate like no food, so not good. <laughs> um, now, when it comes to tracking my food, I do not track my calories. If you go back to my previous podcast episode, I talk about why calorie counting is not my favorite method to track my food. Um, I instead will track everything with my hand portion sizes or just as a whole. Uh, so I'll put down something like, oh, I ate two fistfuls of salad, I ate one medium apple, I ate a palm-sized portion of steak, you know, et cetera, et cetera going throughout the week and my day. And, and I'm using mostly my hand portions to measure this, you know, because this is the method that I prefer to use when I'm tracking my food and I'm measuring it. I use it in my food journals as well. Um, you know, especially because my goals are to eat three meals per day with each containing one palm-sized portion of protein, two fistfuls of veggies, a cupped handful of carbs and a thumb size of fats. You know, and this is the method that I recommend that you use when determining your portion sizes, but also when you're tracking your food and your food journal as well. Plus, I just honestly find that it's so much easier to do it that way than to try and figure out exactly how many calories were in the apple that you just ate or the chicken breast or whatever. You know, when things come in boxes, obviously it's a little easier because it's on the box with the serving sizes, but at least for my coaching and, you know, what I recommend, I don't recommend a lot of processed food and that can make it difficult to know how many calories you have in your foods. So, um, the ham portion method is just really, really convenient for that. Also, I want you to track how you feel at each part of the day. First thing in the morning when you wake up, you know, do you feel excited? Are you ready for the day? Do you feel groggy? Are you having a hard time getting going? You know, what are you feeling first thing in the morning? Now, after lunch, do you feel like your ability to focus on your work is good? 
Or do you feel like you're struggling to get through the rest of the day? And then at the end of the day, you know, do you feel like you have enough energy to put your kids to bed, be a part of their after school activities, you know, all those things? Or do you feel like you just can't wait to get through it and get yourself to bed? You know, at any point in the day, you know, do you feel emotional or irrational or upset maybe in a way that's out of character for you or maybe just seems a little bit more dramatic than what the situation called for? You know, these are really important things to note as well because our food has just as much of an effect on our emotions and our brains and our energy levels as it does other things. So make sure you're not only tracking what you're eating and your activity levels and your water, but also how you're feeling throughout the day. So once you've done this for an entire week, you know, without changing anything, being consistent, being honest, and tracking everything from your activity levels to your food, to your water and your, you know, how you're feeling. Now it's time for you to look back and evaluate. Look at each day. Look at your activity level. Look at what you've been eating and what could be causing your problem. You know, what, whatever that problem may be, whether it's inflammation, extra weight that you're not wanting, um, feeling a little extra tired or irritable. You know, most times I find that after I've done this for a whole week, usually it's pretty obvious. You know, once you've written it down, and like I said earlier, it might not be obvious when you're just going through your day-to-day emotions, you know, going through just kind of zombified, <laughs> going through life, you know, but once you have a record of it and you're able to look at it, and see what the certain things are that are occurring throughout the day or exactly how many times you snuck past the candy bowl at work and popped a couple M&Ms in your mouth. You know, two M&Ms 15 times is 30 M&Ms. So, you know, those sneaky little things, like you'll be able to actually see in front of you what's going on. However, if you're looking at your food journal, And you're still just like, I have no idea. You know, you're still struggling to figure out what's going on with you and what could be the source of your problem. Feel free to shoot me a DM. I offer complimentary food journal analysis for anybody who asks. I am more than happy to help you out. And we can schedule a time to sit together, uh, whether it's on Zoom or in person, And we can totally figure out what it is that you need to feel like the healthiest version of yourself. So please absolutely feel free to reach out to me if you're still struggling to figure it out and we can set up a time to go over it together. That's what I've got for you guys today. I hope that it was super helpful. I highly, highly, highly recommend doing a food journal. You know, even if you're not struggling with anything currently, but just to keep yourself on track and know that you're following your plan to succeed at your health goals. Um, or nip anything in the bud if you're catching something early, you know, before it gets, gets you feeling bad. Um, you know, and just remember, be honest, stay consistent doing your, during your uh, food journaling period. And before you make any changes, you know, really just have a good record of what's getting in your way. And like I said, if you're still having a hard time figuring it out, always feel free to reach out. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and thank you so much for joining me today and I will see you next time on Healthy Soul.
If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you click the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Also, if you're interested in nutrition coaching, sign up for a free consultation at healthysoulnutrition.com. I'd love to hear about your goals and see if you're a good fit for my program. I hope you have a wonderful day and we will see you next time on Healthy Soul.